0: Just a heads up that the following podcast does contain all the spoilers.
1: Hey creepy playground guy, you wanna watch the new Godzilla movie, Shin Gojira?
0: Uh, it's not gonna disappoint me, is it? I'm a big fan of Godzilla and I don't like change.
1: Uh, well, um, you'll just have to see, yes. Welcome to the Corrupted Youth Podcast. I'm Brennan. And I'm Dan. And uh, today we're going to be doing something a little special. We are going to be doing Shin Gojira, or Shin Godzilla, or Godzilla Resurgence. There's a lot of titles.
0: Yeah, I think I just titled this one Shin Godzilla because that's what it says on the movie.
1: Yeah, we've both been a long-time Godzilla fan. Absolutely. I still remember... I mean, Godzilla's always been around, but like when I first really got into it, it was in first grade when Dad here found a website where we could watch Godzilla versus Destroyer for free.
0: Yeah, and it was the first time I had even known that it existed.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I, I grew up on Godzilla movies, as I think most people around my age did.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I would guess. I don't know. I always had an appreciation for him.
1: Yeah, I mean, it. I don't know what what it was. What about it? But it just kicked off, and I became obsessed.
0: Well, I think all kids kind of get into Godzilla movies because, it's, I mean, it's Godzilla. Yeah, it's monster fights. Mm-hmm. What more? What more could you ask for as a like a child?
1: Mm-hmm. And then when I heard. Because I've been such a big fan for so long, trying to collect all the memorabilia, trying to get all the information that I could. And then when I heard that they were making a movie in twenty fourteen, I was pumped. And I already know in the disaster of nineteen ninety eight, so I wasn't so sure what I was gonna do. And I watched it, and it was good. We'll have to review that maybe some other time. That that's a it's one to get into.
0: Yeah, it definitely is.
1: Um, and then shortly after that movie, actually, yeah, it was really really cl- close after the movie re- released that they that japan announced that they were making their own godzilla movie and whoa
0: yeah toho did not waste any time putting out their own
1: yeah i was pumped even more for that because you know it's japan they haven't made one since 2004 and that one was okay we'll have to get into yeah. that one another time too that's yeah we, a, that's a debate
0: yeah we discussed covering all the godzilla movies by era
1: yeah, so we don't have to, you know, do 30 reviews. <laughs>
0: yeah, not super in-depth either, because yeah. it's a lot.
1: It's a, yeah, it's a
0: Anybody who takes that on,
1: <sighs> yeah, that's to that. Yeah, so yeah, uh, look for that in the future, maybe. I don't know, we're still kind of working out the kinks of that that plan.
0: Yeah, it's just an idea right now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Brennan has taken the lead Yep. on this episode. I gave I'm him sure the control of taking the notes. Yeah. And he's very well prepared, I think, because... I he, hope. Because since we picked up the movie, what, Friday night? Mm-hmm. How many times have you watched it? Five. Five times. Yep. And today's, what, Monday? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you know what's going on. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, so you can guess by that view count that I, I like the movie. We'll get into it. But yeah, uh, first, this movie won so many awards. I was actually surprised well, the budget for this movie was fifteen million, and the box office was seventy-seven million. So it well made its monies back.
0: And that's and that's U.S. dollars. Yes. Is that just U.S.?
1: I think it's worldwide, oh, okay. but it quadrupled its more than quadrupled its and original.
0: Fifteen millions, not really a lot of money to no. put into a movie. No. That's very low budget.
1: Yeah, it is. That. That really surprised me. It was directed by Shinji. He- We're gonna butcher the pronunciations. Fair <laughs> warning. Shinji ha- he- Higuchi. Shinji Higuchi. Who, who did he did the uh, Attack on Titan movies. Haven't seen them. Heard they're horrible. Um, starring Hiroki has Haze- Hazagawa and I'm not even gonna try that one. Music by <laughs> Shiro Saga... It, the music's amazing like some of the best music i put this whatever his name is up there with like john williams because he's great um the awards it won here we go best screenwriter best film uh, special grand prize best film again though, is so at a different festival best supporting actress best art direction Best Visual Effects, Picture of the Year, Director of the Year, Best Cinematography, Best Art Direction, Best Light Direction, Best Sound Recording, and Best Editing.
0: And these are all Japanese awards? Yes. Or are they different?
1: Just from different like festivals and different award ceremonies hmm. that they have.
0: But it did win Picture of the Year mm-hmm. in Japan. Yeah. Which just goes to show you how much more they take a genre film more seriously over there
1: i i was looking on amazon for the only other god well the one godzilla movie i've yet to see which is godzilla versus mechagodzilla the 1973 horror film i forgot off the top of my head and and i saw it right there it said godzilla resurgence and i just kind of had that like huh (laughs) well then then yeah got it 20 bucks hd uh so The movie starts off with the Japanese Coast Guard investigating an abandoned yacht in Tokyo Bay. These guys, they head in there and they see, like, some papers. It seems to be abandoned. Just then, their boat that they came on is destroyed. And the Tokyo Bay aqua line is flooded. And, like, all this, like, red blood stuff comes pouring in. And it's gross. And then, like, the bay is, like, bubbling and boiling. Like, all the steam's coming up. It's, like, red and gross. It's it's actually really gross. Which really weirded me out. Like, this movie has a lot of blood into it. Then we're introduced to Deputy Chief Cabinet Secretary Rando Yaguchi, who who was convinced that it was caused by a giant creature, even though, like, the Prime Minister and, like, all the other guys are like... You're crazy. You're crazy.
0: Yeah, I kind of thought this would go on. This debate would go on a lot longer mm-hmm. than it did.
1: And then, and then, like the official comes up with Mister. Prime Minister's ear, and he's like, "What? Get the TV on!" And there's like this huge, like this huge tail comes out of the water, so it's kind of like waggling around and goes back under, and everyone's just like, wet.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, this movie kind of hits the ground running.
1: Yeah, it, it surely does. I'd, so
0: I I had read some. Early reviews of it when it came out because we didn't get a chance. Had a very limited release Mm -hmm. in the United States, but I know when it was released in Japan. I hopped on the old internet to see what they thought of it, and the the reviews were seemed like they were kind of mixed. There was a lot of people who said that it was really boring. I didn't, and you know, not very interesting. Mm -hmm. Which I would have to say I disagree with.
1: Yeah, it's really interesting because when Monster first appears in the bay. It's like this whole thing with the government trying to figure out which branch can handle this situation. Because, I mean, they never had to deal with a massive aquatic creature destroying anything. And they were discussing, like, do they blow it up? Do they capture it? Do they just scare it off? And, like, all the environmentalists, they're all, you know, we got to capture it and everything. And there's this whole thing. They can't shoot it in the bay because it would damage the bay itself and they don't want to do that and then the and at
0: this point it's still in the water right yeah
1: it's still in the water and it's just kind of bubbling and then it starts to move up the rivers towards japan and like it's just chucking boats everywhere and, like this is when you first start to kind of get to see the first forms like so you kind of see the tail and you can see the uh, dorsal plates there's only like 10 i think and then you can see like it's big eye um the prime minister because they notice that it has feet and then they they go talk to like, officials so-called biologists and paleontologists and they're all they're useless they're like they're all weird and i can't make any statements because it could ruin my credibility i don't know if this
0: this is real it's it's something new and they they don't know how to react to it Mm -hmm. which to me felt very realistic in Mm -hmm. a way that there would be a lot of trepidation as far as you know how how into this you get Mm -hmm. and they don't know what it's going to do yeah so they spend a lot of time, as as people do, him and hawing over it. And-
1: yeah, and then the prime minister, he goes on to a press meeting to kind of, like, ease the public. And earlier, like, a scientific official in the government said that the creature, with its webbed feet, would just crush itself under its own weight if it came on land, which is like a great little tease to the, to all the people out there that, oh, Godzilla just crush himself under his own weight.
0: Yeah, all the the Neil deGrasse Tysons out there yeah. who want to take all the fun out of your science fiction. Yeah, no
1: kidding. I thought that was a good little tease to them. And Prime Minister goes on and he's and he specifically told, don't say any information that we haven't confirmed yet. And he's like, well, you don't need to worry about the it, the creature's weight would just crush itself under, creature would just crush itself under its own weight. It cannot come on land. And like this official comes up and he's like, He's like, he, he did? Like, it did? <laughs> then it cuts, and we see uh, Kamada-kun, which is what the what they've nicknamed. Not They don't say it in the movie. It's not like official Toho or anything, but it's what they call the the, the second form, because it's technically the second form because it walks on land.
0: Okay, because I was a little confused on that later mm-hmm. on when they talk about the number of forms. yeah because I didn't know that they were counting them just being in the water.
1: Yeah, so the first form was like the one that destroyed the Aqualine and like the tail and everything. And then once it gets on land, that's when it kind of evolved itself. And that became the second form, Kamatakun.
0: I just figured it was the way that it was, and it just found its way onto land.
1: No, it must have evolved, because it's considered the second form. But okay. anyway, so it's nicknamed Kamada-kun because the area where it showed up in and, like, got on land and everything, Kamada, so kamada And it's, like, tossing cars around.
0: It's going through packed streets. Yeah. And there's just cars flying all over the place. Yeah,
1: and it's, like, it's so cute, though. It's, like, this big eyes, and it's straightforward. Like, it isn't standing up and has this long tail and has, like, these weird blood gills that, like, will drop a bunch of blood out. It's weird. You can tell that it's still, like, evolving and it hasn't... just gross and, like, a baby. Yeah. And it doesn't even roar or anything. It just, like, models its way through the city smashing stuff, but it's so cute.
0: In a weird way, it is.
1: Yeah. There's a lot of rumors that it was eating people when the movie first released in Japan. A lot of American audiences didn't get a hold of it. And everyone's like, oh, it's going around and it's eating people, even though it doesn't.
0: It didn't need anybody. No,
1: it just, like, while around, like, at one point, it starts, like, crawling up this building. It's like this husband and wife, this little kid, are getting ready to escape. Well, Kamado-kun just, like, starts to stand up on this building and then crushes the building <laughs> in its own way.
0: There's a weird innocence to it.
1: Yeah, because it's just, it doesn't know any better. It's just a little baby. It's so cute.
0: <laughs> Even though it's killing a lot of people.
1: Yeah, Rando, Yaguchi, I'll just call him Yaguchi because it's what they usually call him. Okay. Um, Yaguchi, he's like, we got to save these lives. We got to get the people evacuated. Then we can start to kill the monster. And the prime minister announces that he's like ramping up the evacuation and that they're going to mobilize soldiers... Like, aid with the evacuation, but they're also going to fight the monster. And I thought this was really interesting, because it's technically the first, or it's the first military action since World War II that Japan has taken. And it's cool to think that it was taken on a monster. Like, I thought that was a neat thing, because they never, never really thought about that in all the other Godzilla movies. You just thought, oh, they're shooting at it. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's a bit different now that it's in 2016, because I guess in 1954... It wasn't like a big landmark that it hadn't been done in so such a long time. But anyway, they scramble some helicopters and they're they're making their way in. And as they're coming in, it cuts back to Kamatakun and he tries standing up again and he has like these little arm knobs because he hasn't fully developed arms. And he's like <laughs> wagging his little arm knobs around, trying to balance. He's so cute. And then he falls over on his face and he lays there. And all the government officials are they're like, What why is he why does this have to move in? And then this is probably the worst effect in this movie. It's like the skin starts getting like wavy yeah gets then rippling and there's like a bunch of like forms that start coming out like the little nubs like arms come out of the nubs little tiny, really tiny, tiny chicken arms, and then starts developing more red skin, and then it actually stands up, and then it lets out the original Godzilla Roar, it's probably one of my most favorite scenes in this movie, because like lets out this Roar, and you can, you can like see inside of its mouth and everything. It does have a tongue, and it's just Roar.
0: The texture inside the mouth looked really cool.
1: It did. Uh, and then this form is known as the Shinagawa-kun.
0: Now, it seems... I know we're going through this at a pretty good pace here, mm-hmm. but in the movie, it felt... Like, they really debated using any type of attack.
1: Yeah, it wasn't until the people evacuated that they were really okay with it.
0: And and that's understandable. Mm -hmm. But also at the same time, when I was watching it, I thought, well, this is a whole lot of bureaucracy Mm -hmm. getting in the way. Because obviously, once it came on the land... It it posed a major threat to people. Mm -hmm. And it seemed like, to me anyway, that attacking it was the best course of action. Yeah. And obviously they've waited this long. Mm-hmm. and it's starting to become a problem
1: yeah and it
0: only gets worse
1: um, shinagawa-kun is like making his way and like there's this firefighter he's like you gotta tell us where to take all these people and everything you can see how disorganized and un- i mean why would you prepare for a giant monster attack like that's something that you're not really meant to prepare for but it just shows how much like red tape and how much like you said bureaucracy there is just to get one thing done
0: it seems like nobody's really making decisions
1: yeah it was only—it's always its up to the Prime Minister, and he's the one that, like, authorized the use of force. And these helicopters, I think it was, like, five Apache helicopters come flying in. They turn around this corner, and there's Shinagawa-kun, and they were not prepared for it to be, like, that big, because, you know, it obviously grew up, and it was, like, two times larger. And they come around this corner, and they're like, whoa, and they have to hack up and everything, and they get defense formation. Shinagawa-kun is just standing there watching them and it's kind of creepy because it doesn't even move it just stands there and stares at the helicopters probably again like they kind of like that adolescent mind kind of like what are these things what are yeah, they doing? it
0: just doesn't know mm-hmm. it doesn't know that they're a threat yeah they haven't done anything to it
1: yeah so he's just kind of looking at them and they're about to open fire and then they see a civilian, and they're like, well, do we fire if there's a civilian? And then it goes to, like, calling one person, and they call another person. Can we fire civilians? And then they do fire civilians, and it like, goes back and forth until it finally reaches the prime minister after, like, five calls. And then he's like, call it off, and all the helicopters fly away. And then Shinagawa-kun's dorsal plates start glowing, like, red, and they, you can tell like, he you get all high because, like, all the air starts getting all ripply and everything. And he kind of looks over, and you get, it's a really cute close-up on his face, and just kind of looks around, and then, like... Like, by like, sprints out of there, trips a little bit over a building. Oh,
0: yeah, it just so kind of falls down because it's not used to having hind legs yet. Yeah. So it just kind of cruises away.
1: Yeah, and it starts making its way back to the water, and it gets back to the water, and the government's just in disarray because, I mean, giant monster disappeared. <laughs> it's like, what are you, you going to do about that?
0: And let me just say this right now, is... I think the voice acting in this movie is the best in any, because it is the version we did see. Was dubbed. Was dubbed. hmm But it was really good. Yeah. All the voices match the characters.
1: They're all different.
0: Totally different. And that's usually my biggest complaint. Like, I'd rather read a movie than listen to really bad voice acting, which tends to be the case in a lot of things. And usually the voices don't match, or the voice actors just aren't good. Mm-hmm. and just kind of hammy but they're they were really really well in this movie to the point where you weren't really thinking about how it's a japanese movie mm-hmm. my brain just started melding it all together yeah and i wasn't even worried about the mouth match and the words or anything because yeah. it was so good
1: mm-hmm. i think you called it the proto g-force
0: i did <laughs> yeah
1: proto g-force is set up it's the giant under unidentified creature organization or whatever the official term i mean i watch it five times not six geez maybe
0: you should have taken better notes
1: hey gosh okay you've bugged me i've bugged you before for taking (laughs) i know
0: i was just waiting to do that okay you left it wide open okay
1: so um (laughs) so they set up and it's all these different people i think they called it the paint all, all around pain in the butts of bureaucracy it's like all those like nerdy people like i think the the biologist is back from earlier and uh what's her name? it's
0: Didn't definitely they... like a good crew of smart people yeah that they brought in and i mean they're wheeling in 10 giant photocopiers computers is up the wazoo
1: Mm -hmm. uh Hiromi is there which was she's probably one of my favorite characters she was there when Kamata-kun first came on land and she even said like the webbed feet it can come on land like we need to be prepared for that she's kind of like a more nerdy just really no emotion just smart (laughs) yeah down down to I wouldn't say down earth but like really intelligent and
0: just flat she was just kind of flat and And they had a really good voice actress
1: for her too yeah, she's probably one of my most favorite characters. She reminded
0: she's, me of um of Velma from Scooby Yes,
1: she even sounds like Velma. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that too. Yeah, she's there too. And they're all trying to figure out their, well, what's its behavior? And they're like, all it's done so far is move, which I thought was, like, really interesting because they can't gain any intelligence because that's literally all it's done is just walk.
0: Yeah, so they've they've had a failed attack here, yeah, and it's just gone back into the water. Mm-hmm. So it gives them time to try to figure things out, and they, they don't know what it's going to do. Is it going to come back? Mm-hmm. Is it just going to hang out in the water? Yeah. And it's kind of weird though because they don't really talk, maybe I missed it, but it didn't seem like they were really talking about like tracking its movements in the water or if they could.
1: They tried to, it just didn't, they didn't get anywhere. But. Oh, okay. But yeah, they figured it was actually Hiromi who theorized that it was actually powered by nuclear fission And everyone, like, this one guy just, like, laughed it off. Like, don't be ridiculous. Like, stop making so many jokes. But she was serious. It actually makes sense, though, because how else would such a large creature power itself? Because it didn't eat anything. It just walked around. It even evolved. Like, that takes a lot of energy, I, I bet. She was right, because later they discovered that the amount of radiation was way up where the creature moved, showing that it was powered.
0: Yeah, and they found that information out. Um, awesome. As they were debating and not paying attention to her, mm-hmm. it turns out normal everyday people sent yeah. in information. Yeah,
1: really nice tip. It was, on, it was on Twitter, I think.
0: Yeah, it was, and, and that, that's another thing about this movie too is that there's certain parts where it's almost like found footage.
1: Yeah, the
0: camera work is, mm-hmm. but it's not letting you know, hey, somebody's filming this. But except for
1: like when the tail comes out in the very beginning, that it actually showed like. Oh
0: yeah, some it. of it. Yeah, but. I mean, that's pretty cool. But common. it was like
1: it was almost like a cameraman was there filming giant monster coming in, people running away.
0: Yeah, and I kind of, I, I like that.
1: Mm-hmm. It has really interesting cinematography, like really neat shots. Pushing chairs around. Pushing chairs around, set up like the proto g fours Camera set up on a chair, it's being pushed around. It was like a it, neat shot.
0: Yeah, you didn't, yeah, they did, the director did a lot of interesting things mm-hmm. as far as camera work goes. Some of it I thought was kind of cheesy.
1: Mm-hmm. It wasn't like best in photography, so.
0: I mean, there was a lot of, like, weird low angled close-up shots that, for some reason, looked a little blurry
1: <laughs> and other
0: stuff, but... I mean, for the most part, though, they did a lot of interesting things, visually. It wasn't run of the mill here's a room for some people yeah like you'd get a lot of wide shots too
1: mm-hmm. it, was, it was really really with, neat
0: with even just like two actors in it and I, I like that so
1: he's has it's powered by fission and, and as they're discussing the biologist guy I don't think they they might have said his name a couple of times I just never caught it
0: can you can you come up with a funny nickname for him <laughs> elder abuse
1: not that old
0: <laughs> um, I'm still your elder what's a fun name well I don't know describe the guy
1: He's the guy that had, like, the pink towel around his neck.
0: Pink towel guy.
1: Pink towel. <laughs> what <you> this? <laughs> Smart Pink Floyd. I know Pink Floyd doesn't, I don't know, pink because of the towel. Floyd, I don't know why. That's a name. No reference to actual real-life Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd. <laughs> pink Floyd is the, it's the biologist guy. Okay? <laughs> I'm not good with these Japanese names. That's fine. God, I know, I don't know just whether it's like- talking about one character or the other one, because I see a Japanese name, and it just, like, <laughs> f- flies right over my head. Yeah, just
0: make a funny name. Okay,
1: thing. Pink Floyd. So Pink Floyd thinks that the dorsal plates are a way to expel the radi- overheating of radiation, and that's why... When uh, Shinagawa-kun, like, all the dorsal plates started to heat up red or, like, really get hot. And that's why it had to run back to the water because it had to cool off. And with that information, thinking about its heart as a nuclear reactor, they developed the Yagochi plan, which is to take the special coolant and pump it into its mouth using, like, pump tanks, big tubes, and trucks.
0: Yeah, big, like, uh... Like telescopic, almost. Well, not?
1: Yeah, I don't know how to describe them. Big pumping tubes.
0: Yeah, they're just like on these mechanical arms that can outstretch really far. Yeah. There you go.
1: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, So they devise that they can pump like this coolant into his mouth, and it'll cool down the reactor and shut down. I mean, they don't have names. The monsters.
0: Yeah. Because this thing's very reminiscent of burning Godzilla in a way.
1: That will get when it gets to its.
0: Oh well, even next form. Oh.
1: God.
0: I'll wait for the next floor. Yeah, you supposed,
1: supposed to take the notes. <laughs> I'm on with the notes here.
0: <sighs> okay, you're in charge okay keep going
1: all right the special u.s envoy Kyoku patterson wants to meet up with rando the guy who runs the proto g-force and he's like what why and they meet up with her Kyoku patterson and she she wants information on this guy named gorumaki who had predicted that this creature would appear so she's like hey i'll give you this information you need to get information on this guy and i'll give you all the information that the u.s has on your monster she in the quote here, she says, win-win, which has become a meme.
0: <laughs> yeah, because the U.S. came in. They, they didn't yeah. show it, but they talked about it.
1: Yeah, they came in and when they they took samples. And,
0: yeah, and the U.S. came in, mm-hmm. took a whole bunch of samples, yeah. and then burned everything. Yeah,
1: come on, America.
0: <laughs> and and America seemed to be hoarding that that information yeah. and using it to their advantage yeah, like in a a the situation. Card. Yeah, Yeah.
1: Um, so Randall, of course, agrees, because more knowledge, the better. And he goes, talks to this uh, reporter, and he's basically like, here, here's this guy, go get information on him, and I'll give you information on the monster, and you can release that as, like, your story or whatever. And he's like, okay. <laughs> kinda, <laughs> like, so he kind of sounds you like, all right. And then he walks off with the Goromaki. And he ends up coming back to the information later. But until then, yeah, he, get, he gets the information of Goromaki and gives it to uh, the U.S. envoy, Keioko. And she returns, gives him the information. And she goes over to the Proto-G-Force. Again, it's just a better name.
0: Yeah. Because that's what it
1: is. And if, and if
0: anybody doesn't know, G-Force is something from Godzilla movies.
1: Yeah, from the Heisei series, mainly.
0: Yeah. Where they just developed a anti-Godzilla task force. Yeah, that... G
1: Force, Godzilla Force. That fought Godzilla.
0: Not G Force, the
1: Not the one with Battle
0: of the Planets alternate title.
1: Not G Force, the one with the hamsters. No,
0: oh, not that one either.
1: Not the spy hamsters. <laughs> 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 I just want to say those little hamsters go up against Godzilla now and just get obliterated.
0: We got a room full of hamsters. They're gonna solve this problem for us. <laughs>
1: who so she gives them all this information and then she rolls out this big spreadsheet with all these like weird intercrossing lines that goromaki had the doctor guy and it's like all these different lines and nobody knows what it means this
0: thing's like three feet by two feet or something it's, it's huge hu- it's huge and it's just like all this like crisscross dots and lines of data
1: mm-hmm. and they have no idea what it means multicolored
0: yeah I mean, who would? Yeah. Some of it's backwards, too. Did Mm -hmm. you notice that? Oh, I didn't. One part it's like, one of it, like, a a number or something. It looked like it was backwards.
1: Huh. Yeah, so they have no idea what it means, but they take the information that they have and, of course, run with it. Rando starts setting up the plan, the Yaguchi plan, and everyone, like, everyone's working for, like, They said, like, everyone was just there. There's really, again, with the cinematography and the director, there's, like, this part where this guy is, like, doing something on his phone, and he closes the app, and he goes back to his home screen, the home screen's, like, his wife and, like, this little baby, and it kind of, I didn't notice it, like, until my second viewing, but, like, that was a good way to show that this guy has a family, and he's not being with his family right now, but he's working all this time to work on the Yaguchi plan. That just shows, like, how much teamwork they have. And the guys the was like, this is very inspiring. There's no political barriers. Everyone's just working together for the greater good. Randall's like, yep, there's hope for this country.
0: Yeah, and that's interesting because it is sometimes in a U.S. film, I mean, you'd have, to, you'd have to get a scene with that guy and his family. And it would be a whole lot of, hey, he's got a family, wink, wink.
1: Mm-hmm. And Hiromi says random like, we've you changed your shirt, lady, lately, because you smell pretty rank. And <laughs> so he gets new shirt, and he's, like, sleeping on his desk. One of the, the officials walk in, and they're like, Ren, Yashiori, like, Godzilla's relanding Because they got the name from Goromaki, Gojira, which they, they had on his notes, Godzilla, because he wrote it all in English. And they have even commented, like, how dumb the name was. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah.
0: Yeah, because they, didn't they say, well, oh, the Americans named it or something?
1: Yeah. Gormaki gave it a Japanese name, Gojira, which on his island meant God incarnate, which is awesome to think about Godzilla, or Gojira, I guess, as a God incarnate. Like, that, that's cool. Yeah. That's
0: neat. And, and not a gorilla whale. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> not too so many fans are happy to admit that one. So... Godzilla relands, and, like, this great faraway shot, and it's Godzilla. And would you like to now talk about his fourth form?
0: Before we get into that, I want to mention the jackets. Yes. So many... Everybody, it seems like for almost every scenario, they have a different cool jacket think, jackets uniform. are so cool! <laughs> I just had to bring that up before I forgot about it, but, yeah. So many jackets.
1: So many jackets.
0: Like, I think certain characters go through three or four different styles of jackets. Like
1: blue jackets, tan jackets with orange on them. So many jackets.
0: They're really into their uniforms.
1: And I wish the U.S. did that because that would be cool.
0: What, cool jackets all around? We got a crisis. Quick, get your cool jacket. So much cosplay. Think about that.
1: I guess, but those are more government official costumes, so it would be kind of like...
0: I don't know. I'm just... If you showed
1: up at G-Fest wearing one of those costumes, people would get it. Yeah. I
0: guess. Maybe. G-Fast, go to the Chicago.
1: Next year, because we missed
0: it. Yeah, we missed it this year. We go to G-Fast.
1: We only went to it two years.
0: Yeah, but still.
1: We try to make it a thing that you go to. Anywho. Okay. Godzilla.
0: Hey, you want to talk about that fourth form already? What are you doing wasting all my time talking about okay. jackets?
1: Okay. <sighs> this fourth form, it's... I, I noticed... Well, I guess a lot of people noticed that it's a lot after the 1954... Godzilla, the original Godzilla's design, but scarier. A lot scarier. Guess like thunder thighs too. Like
0: Godzilla always has thunder thighs.
1: But I mean these are like <laughs> Gigantic thighs. Well, you needs a lot of leg and to it's get around. And he's still these like, little tiny chicken arms, still.
0: Yeah, I'm not a fan of the chicken arms.
1: I'm sure, like with the whole evolution thing. I'm sure if he got in a situation where he really needed his arms, his arms would have evolved into bigger arms.
0: And they're putting and he's got them, like pointed up too, and he's like, "Hey, it's me, Godzilla." Hey, it's me!
1: Oh, jeez! It's almost like Godzilla forgot to turn off his oven one day, and he lit a cigarette and just blew him up. And, like he has like all this scarring on him.
0: Yeah, it looks all charred.
1: Yeah, it was actually modeled after radiation scarring. Oh. Great. That That's that's cool.
0: Yeah, and he's all glowy, like kind of where the, his outer crust, I guess yeah. you would call it, is split open.
1: And it's like red and glowy.
0: And as I said earlier, very reminiscent of Burning Godzilla. Yeah,
1: not extreme, like it wasn't Burning yeah. Godzilla, there was like huge patches on him. They're glowing.
0: But I thought that was kind of like a cool callback to Burning Godzilla where they got a lot into the um, nuclear reactor going Mm -hmm. on inside him. Yeah,
1: yeah. And his tail is so long.
0: It's massive.
1: Which I'm okay with. A lot of people are like, ooh, his tail's so long. I mean... I thought it looked cool. Yeah. And like at the end of the tail, it's like the the cool scaling stops and gnawed and twisted with like a bunch of bones fused into it with an apparent mouth at the end. That whole thing with the mouth at the end, it isn't there.
0: No, it's not there. It's not
1: there. It's just a bunch of bones. It
0: kind of... I could it, see where somebody would yeah, think that.
1: I can see where some people think it looks like a mouth.
0: And but if you think that's a mouth, you're wrong.
1: Yeah, it's not a mouth. But it looks cool. And he comes ashore, and it plays like the original Godzilla March. That's where my inner fanboy screams. Actually, it's an outer fanboy, because really, <laughs> I'm not hiding it. It's there. And he, he comes ashore, and he's massive. Like, they say he's two times larger than his uh, Shinagawa-kun form. Huge... And his spines are the nineteen fifty four spines, really spiky, way more spiky. Where the spines attached to his back, it's all red and glowy along that bit, kind of punching in the fact that that's how he's expelling all of his heat and everything. So he comes ashore, and he the first shot of his foot hitting land, it's a close up as his foot stomps down on the sand, like everything shakes, and it's a good. They do a really good job with like scaling like there's a shot where like people are on the streets and his tail comes flying over
0: oh that shot is wonderful yeah
1: and it's crazy to think that that's like the end of his tail and it's so large and everyone's kind of like in awe to see like this huge tail sweep over you don't even see godzilla on the shot it's just his tail
0: that that's from the trailer yeah i believe Mm -hmm. so if you want to see
1: that awesome shot watch the trailer (laughs) But anyway, yeah, so he comes ashore. Throughout the movie, even, they use actual models and destroy actual models without actual Godzilla suits. It's all CG. They did use motion capture. But you can really tell.
0: You can tell with the earlier forms, especially aren't the best CGI. The first,
1: I guess, I couldn't say the first form, the second form, the Kamata-kun form. That one's that one's probably the worst. Once you get to Shinigawakun, that one looks way better. Yeah,
0: it progressively gets better.
1: It's almost like the evolution of the CGI. Yeah,
0: I give it a pass because a obviously it wasn't made for a lot of money. Fifty million.
1: Said. So all the. The government officials, and, like the prime minister, they're all gathered in like their war room. I guess it's called war room. I don't know.
0: So much furniture. In so place.
1: much furniture! Oh my god.
0: So many different rooms with furniture.
1: Yeah. So they all get in this room. They're like, "Oh my god, he's like two times larger!" And like, we're not making any mistakes again. The prime minister ordered, like, we need full military. We need to stop this thing from getting to Tokyo as it's making its way through. Sadly, the the uh, the plan. The they I cancel
0: remember? the plan to freeze them.
1: Well, they don't cancel it. It just wasn't. Ready yet? Yeah.
0: So they they're just like yeah we're not gonna do it right.
1: Well, they don't they didn't iron it out yet. I think the the quote was like unfortunately it's not (laughs) it's not ready yet. So
0: we never claim to be professional.
1: (laughs) No. (laughs) So yeah, the Yaguchi plan wasn't ready when Godzilla came ashore, so they're just going for pure brute strength here. And Godzilla makes his way and it's kind of like this larger city area with a river that goes around the city. Not like completely around it, but like around a section. And they, that's where they set up their defenses on that river, like we cannot let them cross this river. This is really cool, like really far away, like bird's eye view. I mean, not bird's eye, cause it's like top down, but like almost like a helicopter view from really far away. And showing Godzilla, and he's like, you can't even really see him moving because he's so large, but you just see Godzilla there, and you see like this long line of dust and debris behind him.
0: Yeah, he moves very slow.
1: Yeah, and you see like cars getting kicked up in the air, and so many cars getting launched in this movie.
0: Yeah, the physics are a little wonky.
1: Yeah.
0: But it's okay.
1: Yeah, who really cares? I mean, there's a giant monster. Yeah. So yeah, he starts making his way towards the city, and the helicopters fly in, the Apache helicopters, and they just unload a bunch of bullets into him.
0: Yeah, they even say to aim for the face.
1: <laughs> yeah. They, they have to aim because they already determined that there's radioactive bits on them, so they only have to shoot at like the legs and the face. That's it, because they can't risk radioactive bits being blown off. They either want to trip him or blow up his brain. So, makes sense. Yeah. They just unload this machine gun into his face, and he doesn't even notice. Like, he probably... I mean, I'm sure he did notice, but he just didn't care. And, like all the bullets are bouncing off, and he even makes like kind of like a sound effect, like they're bouncing. That's a really bad. <laughs> that was really bad. You know, like are normal ping pong. You know, that bullet bouncing off. Yeah. And then they try like the thirty millimeter bullets, and they're just launching that in his face, and those are just bouncing off like normal. And and they're like, do we have permission to use missiles and? Cuts, you know, the whole telephone game. Yep. It finally gets to the Prime Minister, and he's like, I order, like, the use of all... You can use any weapon. I mean, they don't have any nuclear weapons, so you don't have to worry about them nuking them.
0: Yeah, just whatever they have available yeah. at their disposal for mm-hmm. this attack.
1: Yeah. So then they start launching missiles at his face, and his face is just covered in missiles. And, like, all the all the officials in the room are like, because they're watching the footage, and they're kind of, like, leaning in like, whoa. And it's this awesome shot of Godzilla and his head moves through the smoke and he just like looks over at the helicopters more annoyed and it's so, uh, it's such a great shot
0: yeah that was really cool <laughs>
1: yeah. and then they, then the tanks roll in and they start shooting at him and it's like this big rows of tanks and they're all just like boom boom boom, boom just launching and it's like all these explosions on his knees so many explosions on knees and then the helicopters launching missiles at his face and nothing's working he probably doesn't even notice. Like, you can't even see his head or his knees anymore. It's just covered in explosion. And he still just keeps on making his goes
0: way. On, it goes on for a while. Yeah.
1: And he keeps on making his way towards the city, like, not even holding his progress. They are they have, like, big artillery guns shooting artillery rounds into his head, and it's still not working.
0: And this is the point where I think that I was right when I said they should have just attacked right away.
1: I don't... I feel like you would have evolved faster to make more defense against the attacks.
0: I don't I don't know. I think that was their opportunity and they it was missed.
1: Well, we'll never find out.
0: Yeah, we'll never know.
1: Unless there's a what if story and it's a super short.
0: Well, I'm writing some <laughs> fanfic tomorrow.
1: Kamado-kun comes on shore and they just launch an empaching the slot out right away and just <laughs> <laughs> Dead right away.
0: There. I'm, I'm writing my fan fiction tomorrow, and it's going to be about how they take care of that business, and then Prime Minister and Pink Floyd take off together. Have a romantic <laughs> weekend.
1: Show me your red towel.
0: So, <laughs> <laughs> you want me to switch to the red towel? <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, they're, like, launching, like, rockets, huge rockets at him, and then, the like, jets come in, and really interesting tidbit, they're, they drop, like, these bombs on them, and, like, you see the bombs drop, and they like, kind of, like, bounce off them for a second, then explode, they must have been, like, primed for impact, and some bounce by his head, and you, you, you blink and you miss it, literally, because he blinks. This protective sheet goes over his eyes. This black shell, like, bloop, covers his eyes right as the explosion happens to protect his eyes. And his I system. asked you,
0: why don't they just shoot him in the eye? And, and then he said, well, just hang on. And then that scene literally happened.
1: Yeah. So that's a really interesting, because that's what I never got in console movies, like, blast him in the eye. They even did that in against MechaGodzilla. They shot a Mazer cannon into his eye. <laughs> He's like, ah, stop it at no. And then he blows up. Come him on, guys. In. Aim for the eyes!
0: <laughs> uh, Not gonna work
1: this time! And then they drop, like, this huge, like, cluster bombs on him that just, like, cover his entire body in explosion. he's, he like, the the big wave brushed through, like, the city. Like, it was a powerful blast. He had to, he doesn't even notice. You can't see anything because he saw him smoke. And they hear, like, this big bang, like, this big crunching noise and you see like this huge chunk of bridge flying into the air like it was so crazy and all the tanks are like back up and they're trying to back up in time and like it's a true sense of size because this bridge has taken a while to fall back down because it's pretty big and it comes like crashes in the river and tips over and like crushes a tank and crushes like part of like the control center and everything and everyone's out of ammo they can't do anything and it's like this cool shot of godzilla walking away from the battle it's like some wounded soldiers and they're looking up and it's like a cool shot where it pans up to Godzilla and it moves up to him. It's a really cool shot. It was a really cool sense of size, because this is the biggest Godzilla on screen yet.
0: Yeah. At first I thought, well, you know, they just want to make it the biggest. But, I don't know. You don't really think about it. Mm-hmm. I wasn't thinking, oh, it's the biggest Godzilla. Yeah. It's definitely, like, I think they gave you a really good sense of scale on this.
1: Yeah, really good. I don't think we were on a sense of scale like this in any Godzilla movie. Like, even the 2014 one, we didn't really get... That good of a sense of scale.
0: No. No. Not 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 this good.
1: Yeah. This good. (laughs) And he's only like ten meters taller than the twenty fourteen Godzilla. So I mean it's not too terribly larger. But apparently the anime movie wants to be the size of a mountain, so stay tuned for that one, folks. So Godzilla starts making his way towards Tokyo, and this is when the Americans are like, "Hey, we're gonna send some B two bombers, stealth bombers, to go bomb them, And so those bombers are coming in and everything. And this one guy who comes up with the prime minister he's like, well, "Those bombers can be coming in soon." And like, at this point, it's like nighttime when Godzilla first arrives in Tokyo, and he's starting to smash his way. And like he's really cool too. He actually cuts the power to the city, which I never got in any Godzilla movie. Like. They're stepping on those power lines.
0: did they? I thought that happened in... Um,
1: 2014?
0: Or 85.
1: 85.
0: I thought the power was going out in that one.
1: In 85, the power went out because there's a nuclear device that exploded oh. over Godzilla. Because the Russians actually launched a nuke at them, so the Americans had to intercept okay. the nuke. And it exploded re- over Tokyo, and the EMP wave from that nuclear explosion kind okay. of
0: shot off the power. I just remember there being power out. So
1: Come on, Dad. I thought of it when I was
0: watching <laughs> this movie.
1: So, anyway... He gets the power, first time ever. Never really got like that, didn't happen before. And the only time the only reason the power is out in twenty fourteen is because the Muto's at the electromagnetic pulse and their claws. So yeah. Makes sense. Fum smashes way through and this official comes up to me. He's like, Those bombers are gonna be coming up, like walks up with the prime minister, he's like, Those bombers are gonna be coming in any minute now. Like who knows where they're gonna bomb, you know, who knows Chingazo's headed right force. And the prime minister's like, So you're telling me to evacuate? He's like, Yes. <laughs> i'm telling you to evacuate immediately and the prime minister very noble in his party's like i can't i need to stay here it's my duty to stay here and watch the execution of this i'm not leaving these civilians very noble because this prime minister's been kind of like sheepish in a way it's been really no i don't want to use the force oh there's like a grandma on the way so he can't fire at godzilla or whatever so like this is like a good moment for the prime minister to show. He's now come to his senses and really just noble.
0: He's taken responsibility for yeah. this and Yeah.
1: But they end up convincing him like we need the government to still be here. And so Rando convinces him you gotta go. My group, pro G-Force, we're just gonna leave in cars or because we need all of like the cabinet members and like the prime minister to evacuate in helicopters. because That's way safer. So two helicopters are coming in and he's watching and Godzilla's making his way through the city, and these bombers come in. This is my favorite scene in the movie. The bombers come in, they drop bombs, and, like, one of the bombs makes it through and blows a big hole, like, in the back of his neck, and, like, this huge dorsal plate comes off, even. And, like, all his blood comes out, and then is like, kind of taken back because this is his first time he's ever gotten injured. And he lets out this big screech, like, this big roar. Not, may not screech, because that's more of, like, ah! It's more of a ah And... <sighs>
0: hey, everybody, this hurts.
1: And he, like, gets, lets all this big roar and he tilts his head down <laughs> and then concentrating, like, forcing all those little tiny arms together, like, really clenching and everything. And, like, all the red on his body starts, like, turning all white. Then it starts turning, like, bright purple. And then his mouth opens up and his jaw splits. I don't know how you feel about the jaw splitting. It makes sense.
0: It doesn't bother me as much as I thought it would.
1: It, and it's not that pronounced either. Jaw splits over, and, and, like, you see, like, this purple start to of charge up in, like, the back of his throat. And then he looks down, and he lets out, like, this big, like, large amount, of like, the smoke-gas-type stuff into the city. Fills all the city blocks, and then he ignites, presumably ignitable a little gas, and it just fills the entire city, all of Tokyo in flame. And again, like, you see, like, little sheets come over his eyes right as he ignites the flame. It's tidbit. There's cars flying everywhere. Everything's destroyed. Everything's on fire. It's bad. And then as he's shooting the fire, you can see the fire start to thin, and it gets smaller and smaller, and more purple and more purple, and then it concentrates into, like, a small, dense laser, and he just starts cutting through buildings, and it's so cool. <laughs> I
0: didn't think I'd like that.
1: Yeah, it's awesome.
0: But to see it, you know, it was really cool like, it just concentrates and... Like his cutting gets thinner.
1: Uh-huh. And then it just starts cutting like this really wide, far-away shot. You see the purple laser and it goes across the city and it just like slices through. Like this thing has an amazing length to the laser, because it's like cleaning the tops of all these buildings in all of Tokyo.
0: For blocks.
1: For blocks. It's insane. And then the bombers start coming in, they and like he tilts his head up and he actually manages to destroy one of the bombers. Cuts its wing off and like flies over and explodes, and like the realm like ah, we gotta get a like a revenge run or whatever. Oh
0: yeah, I I remember that. The guy's like, it's payback time, (laughs) something like that. Some cheesy American. Oh, oh USA. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, actually, when they America's
0: not taking any of this monster's crap. When
1: the bomb first hits Godzilla and like blows up the blood, like the one official's like, good job USA.
0: Yeah, that's an interesting relationship because the US isn't necessarily portrayed as being bad. Mm-hmm. A little more gung-ho yeah. to use violence. Mm-hmm. Not to say that that's bad either. Yeah. But, you know, just how they were being playing politics with information and all that. I mean, you're gonna if you watch movie, you're gonna be siding with Japan a little bit here and you're gonna be like, Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So the Pack Time run comes in, and they're <laughs> starting to drop all these bombs and Gadzel and they kind of explain it later, like, he detects the bombs coming in, and, like, this really cool shot, like, he stops, like, the laser flow from his mouth, and, like, all this purple steam comes from his mouth, and that looked really cool, and then, like, tilts his head down, and, like, all these different lasers shoot out from his back, like, this huge array of lasers, and he starts, like, moving his back around, and he manages to blow up all the bombs as they're coming down, he actually blows up all the bombers, too, and then he goes back to his... Mouth laser, and he just keeps on slicing through his buildings. And by this time, the prime minister and all of the cabinet officials get into their helicopters, and they start taking off, and see the laser come around the corner, just like, and it just blows up their helicopter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's cool. And he's come through these buildings, and he switches back to the fire and just blowing everything up. And like when the bombers came in, and it was like this cool tra- tracking shot of the bombs coming in, if you look closely, You see, everything that's in front of Godzilla is just orange fire from, like, the first attack. Everything's destroyed. So he's breathing fire, and the whole city's just being destroyed. And after this, he, like, starts walking forward and starts slowing down, and he stops, and, like, his skin, like, solidifies and becomes hardened. And then he just stays there, and, like, radiation is filling the city because of the Godzilla attack, obviously. It's, like, this overlay of, like, people to, like, news officials probably talking, like, about, like, you know, you only drink bottled water, casualties are unknown, and, like, this one guy who's, like, it reminds you of, like, the photos, that, the historical photos you see of Hiroshima and Nagasaki until you realize that what you're staring at is right in front of you. kind of hitting it on the
0: nose. They can do that, though. Yeah,
1: they, they have the right.
0: They can get away with yeah. it. Yeah.
1: Um, everything's destroyed, and Porto G-Force and the whole government is moved to a new location. And Rando's just mad. Super mad. Like, he makes it into, like, the new meeting room or whatever. And he just, like, has his outbursts. He's like, we can pull together with, like, few officials that we have. Like, you can tell he's really just stressed out. Like, I mean, who wasn't? Luckily, because of the proto-G-Force escaped in the cars and everything, they got away safely. And it's, like, this huge speech of Rando, and he's like, we gotta stick together. We can do it. We need to finish this plan. All this and that. And he's like this big heartfelt speech, and of course, uh Hiromi, <laughs> she's still dead faced <laughs> You can tell it, she doesn't really show any emotion, which I kind of like for her character. So they all get to work and everything, and the new cause they have to appoint a new prime minister, and they have to appoint the agricultural guy.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's there's so many officials that are dead. Yeah, it the, comes down to like the guy in charge of agriculture. Yeah, and this guy, you can tell. He's in a position where he makes decisions all the time, but he does not seem very comfortable with being prime minister. Yeah. They
1: they made some quote like he was probably he was some rumors are like he was poised upon by the party officials because no one wants that job right now. Like that's such a hard thing to take command of that I I can't imagine like the stress he would go through in that job. I mean he didn't go through that because it's not real, but I mean
0: still But it's weird though too when when He's getting served that bowl of noodles.
1: Yeah, and he got all soggy. He's like,
0: oh, my noodles are soggy.
1: I knew this job would be hard, but seriously? Come on. Like, really, dude? That's what you're worried about? Your noodles?
0: Yeah, but he he kind of comes around, though. I guess. Kind of, okay. I guess. As much as he can.
1: Rando meets up with Keioka, the... U.S. envoy lady, and they're talking, and she's like, I really shouldn't be telling you this, but the U.N. and America have planned to drop a thermonuclear bomb or a hydrogen bomb on Godzilla. And he's like, what?
0: Yeah. And being Japan, they're not really cool with this.
1: No. And it's 70 times stronger than the one that was dropped on Hiroshima. Yeah. Kyoko, she's really saddened by this because her grandmother survived, presumably, I think she said, like, both attacks. Yeah. So there are people that went to both attacks mm-hmm. yeah and you can tell like that's that's a very personal attachment that she has to this yeah so they're trying they're all like what he, they can't do that and, like the bomb drop is going to be in like two days we need to get this plan out so everyone's working together and it's like this one guy is like calling Literally, he's like can you do this he's like wait what you can he's like yes they can see like everyone's really pushing for this and Everyone's like, I got this, and, like, we got this, and, you know, Hong Kong or Beijing said they lend us two trucks, and, like, it's this whole teamwork, and everyone's working together to get this plan out, and...
0: Yeah, they're trying to come up with a solution that does not involve nuking their city. (laughs) Their
1: their Yaguchi plan, the freezing one. The reporter gets back to Rando on all the information that he's gotten and everything like that, back in, like, this park or whatever, and... He gives him all this information in exchange. Like he Randall gives the reporter like information, the latest information on Gojira. He's like, in order to this we have to really release time when you release this. And he's like, oh, that's a fair trade. And I'm thinking I like this kind of voice. He's like, yo, that's okay. Really chill <laughs> reporter. I like that because usually reporters are really like, yeah, I'm gonna release this when I want it. I'm gonna take all your information. Yeah. This guy's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, they get all this. Extra information and it turns out that Goromaki, the uh guy who predicted this, his wife was actually killed by radiation poisoning, so he hates anyone I think with I think they say like with every fibre of his body, he hates like radiation, anyone that works with radiation, or anything like that. So that's his like personal tie. And it turns out that sixty years ago, so in uh nineteen sixty we no, nineteen fifty seven. Yeah. 1957, should have been, should have been 63 years ago, because I want to have 1954. Drop okay. Drop the ball now. But <laughs> all these, the government officials, they dumped a bunch of nuclear waste at the bottom of the bay. Presumably, the, the Godzilla, the first form, or not the first form, like whatever aquatic creature he was beforehand, fed on the radiation, and evolved into Godzilla.
0: So it must have just been one creature Out of all those down there, that wasn't affected, but actually like like wasn't wasn't killed by it, Mm -hmm. but it made it stronger and
1: evolved to consume the radiation. And they still haven't figured out this whole thing with the big weird pattern thing that they have, and it it must hold some information that they don't know in Gojira that they must know. So I'm trying to figure it out. One guy's like, "Do we fold it or whatever?" And they're looking at all the photos from like the yacht and everything, and there's like this little origami. Like swan that was set on all this stuff, and like a little note that says like "do what you please" or whatever, and that's kind of like a room theme, I guess. Like "do what you please," like do you nuke the creature, or "do what you please," like the information from the table, and I don't know. It has like multiple meanings throughout. But the,
0: why make it so cryptic? I don't know. Plot, movie. It's a movie.
1: Even they say like, why can't you just put it on a data file? <laughs> but yeah, so they they use origami because they figure out like the swan and everything, squeaky chair. And they figured out that if they fold in like a certain pattern, it resembles it resembles a uh, genetic something or other, like a genetic cell. And they use like this whole thing where they fold it in and out, and they show that Gojira takes in hydrogen or oxygen, either one, and converts it into a radioactive isotope that they have yet to discover. And that's how he gets that's how he gets power. And Randall says like, right. So now we can live in water. And in air, and you can still get power.
0: Oh, yeah, the do it, okay, now it makes sense. The do what you please, mm-hmm. because by giving them this information, this is something that could be weaponized. Mm-hmm. They could make weapons out of this. And that's
1: like another meaning to the to his quote, do what you please. Right,
0: wow, I just had a revelation.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I understand that.
0: That's why he would make it cryptic and just so somebody didn't just go. I got that on go, my
1: first viewing. Gosh.
0: Oh well. <laughs> all right.
1: Just teasing. It was my second. <laughs> yeah. So they figure this out, and it's like this huge thing. They're trying to decide whether or not the freezing plan will work. And they're like, "Well, we need a supercomputer to develop all this data. They can't, you can't use it. So because they need like a computer to run all this. The one guy's like, "Yeah, I already got like a supercomputer, but it's going to take weeks." before that information gets back, and he's like, we only have 10 days to do this. How do we get it faster? And they call up this German supercomputer, and the guy comes like, so, the, the, Amer- the, the Japanese, here, they want to use a supercomputer for something with their monsters, the Gojira. And then one guy's like, no, we cannot let them get into our computer system. They, it's a closed network. We cannot risk having... Any of our information stolen? Like the one over there must be like the head of the whatever facility. Is like, no, we can set some use the computer. Set some use. say yes, they can use our computer, and it's weird because it's dubbed. <laughs> like I never
0: that's that's very common. I mean you've seen
1: they could have let that be I mean, hey <laughs> the
0: Italians did it all the time. <laughs> notoriously.
1: I don't know. So they get to use this computer supercomputer and it's this cool shot where he's like, I got the data and it's like a view almost like the camera's like inside the screen and it's like all the data and it's all weird and twisty and it's them looking at the data but they're really like kinda of like looking at you with the screen. <laughs> great, great cinematography. Making people so look it's at a cool. Shot. It's making people look at Data cool. <laughs> and everyone's looking at it, like even... I always keep on forgetting her name. Hiromi. Wow. She won Best Supporting Actress in this movie, and I forgot her name. Hiromi. So she she even was like, wow, with all this information, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so yeah, they figured out that with small tweaks to the Yashiori plan, it can still work. And it's coming close to like the bomb drop day and everything. And they... They finally finally get the plan worked out and they're coming up to the to the new prime minister and they're like, You gotta stop this the bomb drop. We got a plan that can stop Godzilla. He's like, sorry, I've already made the agreement with the UN. Even if we were to do that, that would that would hurt UN agreements and then we need this UN support because our stocks are already plummeting. Without them, without the support of the UN with all the funds, we would go under so we have to let them nuke gojira it's kind of like this he has to do it otherwise the country will crumble like he cannot come out of this nuke agreement
0: something that's never been brought up before either in a movie yeah is a complete like global financial impact mm-hmm. on japan
1: yeah and uh rando's even talking with with uh kyoko and she makes a statement, like, they said that they would do it even if Godzilla showed up in New York. That reference, I got it right away. <laughs> For those of you that don't know, that's an amazing reference to Godzilla 1985, which this movie has a lot of similarities to it in some ways. Yeah, um, kind of. Kind of. And because Russia, because that was during the Cold War and everything, Russia and America, they wanted to nuke Godzilla, but secretly all they wanted to do is test out their new nukes. And the prime minister gets them stuff by doing it, saying like, if Godzilla were to show up in New York or Moscow, would you nuke your own city, killing your own people? And they, they said no, and that's got them to not nuke, even when Godzilla was destroying their Russian bow, which ended up causing the nuke to come in anyway, so... Watch that movie, it's great. Great reference there, to that. So that kind of weeds out that problem that they brought up in Godzilla nineteen eighty five Anywho, they think that if they talk to the French and tell them, hey... Because they're interested in biology, but they're also nuclear power. So they get them to help stop the whole UN nuke plan and everything. So, yay, no nuke. Yay! I even have that down my notes. Yay! Um,
0: but if their plan doesn't work, they're still going to do it. They're still going
1: to do it, yeah. So if this plan fails, it's done for. So they only have this one chance. And it's close because they estimate it's going to take 15 days for Godzilla to wake up after the whole attack. And then, you know now it's only down to like one or two days.
0: Here's the thing with this. Hmm. One thing I don't like about this movie, there's a lot of Godzilla, just sitting there. Yeah. And they just you'll watch, you know, fifteen twenty minutes. they
1: not that long. Probably not that Ten long. Ten minutes.
0: It feels like a long time. Yeah. But they'll they just keep cutting back to Godzilla. And he's
1: like, and he's, "Hey guys, I'm still in the movie.
0: I'm still here. I'm in the movie." It is really
1: cool. Shot so of like a silent Tokyo and it's just Godzilla saying they're like, eh.
0: Saves on your special effects, I guess. Mm. If you don't have to animate them and just have them standing there. And it's there. cool because
1: they came on cutting back and they show like more bits moving. Like the red starts to like, come back and glow and like uh, this chunk of the tail moves down. It's really kind of scary because it's, it's like a close-up on the tail and just sits there for a little bit. And then it's like makes this really jarring noise like boop and like moves down. And <laughs> it me every time because I never know when it's coming. And But yeah, so they, they initiate the Yashiori plan, which the first plan is Diversion. So what they do is they have trains laced, like filled with explosives drive in and hit Godzilla's legs to like wake him up and like trip him up a little bit I thought this is a great I don't know I don't feel other people thought about this way but it's almost like the train's getting their revenge
0: from 1954 <laughs> yeah he's taking on a lot of trains
1: <laughs> yeah so it's like the trains trains finally getting their revenge on Godzilla so he like wakes up and he's like hey what you doing I'm trying to take a nappy.
0: <laughs> it's me, Godzilla. I'm awake.
1: And uh, and then because they're Japan's working with America and everything, which is good. I like to see America and Japan working together. Yeah. So the America sends in like a bunch of their drones and start chewing like missiles, like a bunch of like little tiny missiles at them and stuff. So Godzilla would use his ray, like his back rays and everything, to blow up the drones. Because I mean,
0: we didn't. Yeah, we didn't cover that.
1: Because we're too busy talking about the politics
0: ja- and jackets
1: yeah jackets uh, and politics
0: godzilla apparently has like some type of internal radar Phased
1: array radar
0: yeah so it's almost like a godzilla spider sense
1: yeah so you can like tell like they have like this they're trying to watch at him with a drone and the drone comes flying in and you see like a, pew! like a little laser shoots off from his back and blows up the drone
0: yeah so so it's kind of important that we
1: yeah so, so Assuming now we know like how we could stop the bombs and everything yeah. So anyway, so they're just getting him to discharge all of his energy, so he starts slowing down. He doesn't have enough and everything. So they're launching. Mm-hmm. They're all the stuff at him, and then they used like uh, explosives that they had laced in like all the buildings, so the buildings would explode and collapse on Godzilla. <laughs> the city's fighting back.
0: That's what I thought. Like, yeah. like the the buildings are having their revenge too. Yeah. They're using the city against Godzilla. Yeah, it's, it's
1: pretty cool. Like toppling
0: ones. like a. Uh, uh, skyscraper onto him
1: yeah it's it's pretty it's pretty neat
0: yeah it was that was cool
1: yeah yeah so they're toppling those buildings on him he's all skryonking and trying to fight back and they finally get him like pinned under a bunch of rubble and then obviously if he's laying down it's gonna be hard for him to get up so he's like pinned under all this rubble and they they send like all the tanker trucks and everything and they start pumping in all of this like the coagulant into his mouth they're pumping it, and they're like oh Sir, thirty percent is supplied or whatever, and then and like it cuts to like his spines and it starts glowing purple. And it's like ah oh, yeah, and then the, the jaws split open. And lets all this huge like not huge laser, it's a small laser, but he lets out the laser and it's like poof and it like goes in a long line, destroys all the trucks and everything. And I felt bad because all
0: just... uh, yeah, but all those guys knew yeah they knew what they were getting into yeah
1: because they were all volunteers. Mhm. Uh, so got to look it up again. And they're like, okay, so they start, he's, like, still blowing up all the drones and everything, and now he started, instead of shooting lasers from his back, because so he probably evolved, because that's exploring too much energy, he probably evolved, so that, that would change. So he's shooting a laser from the tip of his tail. Don't really like that as much.
0: Yeah, I think that's the weakest part of the new design.
1: Yeah, the tail. I mean, the end of his tail looks cool, I just don't know if it's shooting lasers yeah. cool. Yeah, he shoots lasers, and I guess it's a good way to show, like, he evolved to not expose so much energy. But it's cool cuz you know it gets seen in daylight. Like we said it in daylight early. It was only during the Tokyo attack that we didn't see him in daylight. But even then he's glowy so you can see him.
0: Yeah, that was that was still cool though. I mean it can yeah. be all day or all night. Mm-hmm. Godzilla can party anytime.
1: <laughs> Wait. With the mouth lasers and the back lasers, he has a party in the front and a party in the back.
0: Whoa. With all those ones shooting out of his back, he looked like a like some kind of crazy laser light show yeah like he's he's all party
1: yeah so yeah he this is,
0: godzilla just wants to party
1: he's one up his drones like the tail lasers coming out and shooting stuff and everything and it's really neat because his flame has to go from like fire then to laser back to fire then stop so like when he stops like the laser from shooting like the laser starts to kind of dim down and then it's like a little bit of fire just like it's not for long. He doesn't shoot fire a lot. It just kind of, like, poof, like, flames out. Because it shows, like, the ways that he has to go through to get to the laser. I'm sure he, like, evolved to get to it faster. So, you yeah. know, that helps with self-defense and everything. But, yeah, then they send in all the train bombs. And it all trips him up. And, like, all the train cars are, like, flying by his face. And, like, his body and everything. They all explode. And he's like, skronk! And then he, and he falls over until, like... <laughs> He falls over to, like, the train station or whatever, and he's laying there, and they send in all the other tankers and everything, and, and then they're, like, pumping in all the coagulant into him, and, yeah, they exceed the, the expected limit, or the expected amount that they have to pump in for him to freeze. They pump it all in, and then, he bites down on all, the, like, the tubes and stuff, and, like, lifts a bunch of them up, and was like, ah, fall back! He run away, and he gets up, and he's, like, roaring a little bit, and he kicks through, like, the station. Hopefully everyone escaped okay. And then he lets out one final roar, and, and it's, like, into, like, the rars maybe after we're done. Well, There's not much after this, but he freezes entirely, and then he's stuck there and frozen and, and stuff. And then it gets to, like, Rando and Kyoko, and they're and you're talking, like, yeah, I'm gonna be, Kyoko's like, I'm gonna be president one day of the U.S., because she was born in the U.S., And he's like, yeah, maybe I'll be president of Japan. And she's like, he's like, yeah, you you could, you could. She's like, yeah, you could be like a good partner in Japan or whatever. And he's like, you mean puppet? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, basically.
0: You're the puppet.
1: No puppet, no puppet. You're the puppet.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that that part made me think of um, there. There's a statement of stuffy old bureaucrats in japan and how the youth being motivated and getting stuff done and trying to come up with better solutions Mm -hmm. rather than farting around with problems yeah i feel that was kind of the message of that movie in some ways
1: Mm -hmm. and then at the very end like a shot where it goes up to the end of his tail it's like all these gross humanoid godzilla mutants trying to escape his tail and but they're all frozen in place i don't know It's weird. It's left in the open. You have your theory?
0: My theory on it is, is that part of his evolution, because he did see humans, Mm -hmm. and obviously they were a threat, Mm -hmm. and maybe he recognized them as a threat, and was going to evolve, for lack of a better term, minions.
1: Like drones.
0: Yeah, that he would expel that were way larger than a human, but humanoid in nature, Mm -hmm. to protect him from humans.
1: Yeah, good theory. I like that.
0: Yeah, that's okay. the only thing that makes sense. Otherwise, it's just weird.
1: I'm going to get into like, a little bit of like, extra credit stuff. Not even you know, extra credit, but like special feature. Like if this was on, this would be like a special feature.
0: Special features, by I brought it.
1: So, uh, cool concepts that I saw. Originally, and they have this all like animated out, like not fully animated, but they still had it animated. The Shinagawa-kun, the second form, or er, third form, I'm sorry. The one that, the one that actually starts roaring.
0: Nobody's gonna write us letters. <laughs> yeah. Nobody listens to this. <laughs> but he was supposed to
1: expel like a bunch of blood from his gills that would like fill like a huge chunk of the city and it was like all acidic or hot, hot and acidic, and it like burned everything. And that would have been neat, because only Godzilla has like special abilities, so I like, think that would have been cool to see. Now into concepts. You'll be glad to hear that this didn't happen in the movie. Some of the other concepts look really cool. Except for the part where Godzilla was supposed to have a second Godzilla growing out of him, and it looked dumb. Mm. Like, it was almost like another Godzilla was, like, fusing out of him. It was just too far from Godzilla.
0: That would have been too much. Yeah, yeah. they were very... They they diverged from traditional Godzilla quite a bit mm.
1: in this. It was, like, cool... Was not cool. It was dumb, because he had, like, a second head growing on the back of his head, and it was, yeah. like, growing out. It would
0: have... Not necessary.
1: Yeah. It was dumb. Really dumb. And sequels, there's no sequels planned. There were some rumors, oh, there's a sequel. Nope. And the, one of the officials said, like, if there were to be a sequel, it would have to happen after 2020. Whatever, however, why ever. It has to be. But. Well, isn't that
0: how long he was supposed to be frozen for? Didn't they say a few years? I don't know. Because he wasn't He wasn't frozen indefinitely. Well, definitely. What,
1: what happened is, like, because all this coagulant went into his blood or whatever, Godzilla, in order to stay alive... They guessed and theorized that he would have to freeze his own reactor to stay alive, otherwise the coagulant would have like killed him. So that's why. I mean, it was also the coagulant like froze him, but he, he he's keeping himself frozen in a state of like perpetual freezingness.
0: Yeah, interesting too that the movie doesn't. Yeah, there's it's it's kind of spectacular with the toppling of the buildings and the trains exploding mm-hmm. and that. But it's more of a like, hey, we've we're not gonna just punch stuff to win. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, aside from yeah, I mean that was kind of necessary violence towards him. But really, their solution was just to stop him
1: and not to nuke him. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of politics involved. I enjoyed. I wouldn't say I enjoyed the politics, but I found it interesting to see how a government would react to such an attack.
0: Yeah. Um, that's, that's, uh, as much as it doesn't bother me when I watched it, it will definitely be more of a hindrance, I think, on a second viewing.
1: hmm. I because mean, I, I watched kinda, it five times. Yeah. I, mean,
0: I just kind of want to, like, I get it now. I just want to see the cool bits.
1: hmm. But the cool bits are cool and they cool.
0: Yeah. But I'm not saying that the political stuff was bad. No. Not by any means.
1: No. I mean, if you're not, if you're disgusted by politics, you're probably not going to like it, but. I'm
0: bored by it. But it was really not that bad, because mm-hmm. it's more of just people trying to solve a problem.
1: mm mm-hmm. The acting in it is really good. You can tell, like, even though, even though it's dubbed, you can still tell the acting is well executed.
0: Yeah. You can see it in the actor's eyes. Yeah. Like, you can tell.
1: There's a returning actor... No idea what his name is. I tried looking through, like, Wikipedia pages and everything like that, but, like, a lot of the actors didn't have any pictures, so I had no idea who it was, because I don't know their actor name.
0: That's pretty common, though. But there
1: was a returning actor from previous Godzilla movies, who I believe played the Prime Minister a couple of times, and, like, other government officials. He returned as playing, like, an army official. Really cool to see him return. Yeah. It was really good. If I had to rank it on Godzilla movies, I couldn't. It's so different that you can't even rank it it's its own thing
0: yeah it definitely is it's you can't really compare it to any other ones because it exists in its own bubble
1: yeah even continuity wise there's yeah. no movies attached to it so
0: many of them were just reboots anyway
1: yeah like they always kept 1954 and then rebooted after that they never mm. got rid of 1954 This first one that I actually did Besides 2014 and 1998, obviously. The question, so many are probably not asking. <laughs> would you say that Shin Godzilla is better than Godzilla 2014?
0: That's a really tough one. Um, I'm going
1: to say yes.
0: You think it's better than 2014? I'd
1: like, I mean, Godzilla is more true-to-true to Godzilla as a like, character and everything like that. I really, I mean, not, I'm not saying I don't like 2014, but if I had the choice to watch either one, I'd watch... Shin Godzilla more, because political stuff is boring, but right away you get monster action, you see the monster in broad daylight, he's right there. Godzilla, it takes so long, the, the human stuff is so boring and just dead. And, I don't know, there's not enough monster.
0: I'm gonna say I like 2014 better.
1: Why is that?
0: Why is that? Yeah. Um. Better Godzilla...
1: Well, I suppose if...
0: 2014 Godzilla, he lays down in one part, and he gets back up. At the end of that movie, he's just kind of hanging out for like a day or two. Yeah. When he's all tired. And he doesn't just stand in the city and like, I'm still just standing here. Well, I mean... And he fights other monsters in that.
1: I guess if you were to say either like Godzilla movie for Godzilla... 2014 is better. If you were to say a Godzilla movie that has Godzilla in it, but not so much like the character Godzilla, Shin Godzilla takes the title. Viewability, I'd rather watch Shin Godzilla just because that's more monster stuff. More, I mean, because the boring, people stuff isn't as boring. 2014 is just a bit more boring.
0: Yeah, those people were just blank slates. Yeah, there wasn't a lot to them after Brian Cranston's gone.
1: And you know what? I'm going to say this right now. That one guy, don't know his name because there's such a blank slate. He's not a monster magnet. His job was to fight the monsters. <laughs> That's why he was in every battle. It's because it was his job.
0: He was following them.
1: Yeah. <sighs> Sick people like, oh, he's just a monster magnet. It's all he is. just following him around. No, he follows the monsters around.
0: Okay. Okay. I guess we just had a mini 2014 review. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but would you recommend... Shin
0: Godzilla? I highly recommend it, I actually. highly
1: recommend
0: it, too. Um, I, I really did enjoy watching this movie a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the things that I'd heard beforehand really made me feel negative towards it. Mm-hmm. And I, and to see some people online who managed to see it in theaters really enjoy it, Yeah. I was like, mm, I don't get it. I don't get why everybody's excited about this. Now I understand.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and it just goes to show when you read about things online it doesn't necessarily you know you can't really take that to heart sometimes yeah
1: so stop listening to people on the internet or like podcasts stop listening to them don't value their opinion
0: <laughs> no you could value this one because you're you're the resident Godzilla expert
1: probably in all of this town that we live in not yeah. the state i'm sure there's someone that more, knows there's, more than me there's there's
0: somebody there's somebody sweating somewhere Maybe, who knows way more than you would you do. say in
1: this county I know, there's a lot of people in Madison.
0: I don't know. Yeah, there's easily a quarter of a million people here, so odds are you're probably not the foremost expert. Number two. But I do know you know way more than I ever did growing up. And even now, you've surpassed my knowledge.
1: You imbecile. You weakling. I don't even want to look at you.
0: Aren't you glad that I corrupted your youth with Godzilla?
1: It wasn't really corrupted. It was more like influence my youth because I'm a changed man. Not man. I'm a boy. I'm not a man. But yeah, seriously, I I collect SH monster arts, which are high end Godzilla figures. Let's see, I have a King Ghidorah, the repaint. I have a Godzilla 2014, the repaint. I have a Godzilla 1995, a repaint. This is going to take forever. I have a Gamera, not a repaint. I have a Godzilla 1964, who did get a repaint, but I didn't get that. I have a Mechagodzilla 3, the Tokyo the against Mechagodzilla 1, not the Tokyo Swats ones There's big differences. I have uh rodan i have uh, i think that's it uh more to come i really
0: oh, want- oh, what? oh sorry i fell asleep there
1: and i really want to get the shinged's <laughs> figure. but yeah that's besides the point. I really enjoyed this movie. I I hated this movie. I was so hyped for it. I was so hyped. I, I, I drew pictures. I wanted to get posters. I watched the trailer. I learned theme on piano. I was so excited and then I got spoiled and it crushed me. I saw the tail laser. I saw the back lasers. I saw the jaw split and I was crushed. <laughs> it crushed me. There was a Godzilla drawing on my wall. I ripped it up in anger. But I'm happy to say, after I viewed the movie, I've since taped it back together. That's how much I enjoyed it.
0: You've come full circle. I've, we both have.
1: I've come full circle. I went from pure hatred for this movie. <laughs> I went from pure love to pure hatred to pure love.
0: Okay. Well, well that that just about does it for us. Yeah. If you want to give us any feedback, feel free.
1: Tell us how we mispronounce these actors' names and character names.
0: Yeah, you can... Feel free. Is, send us an email. You can find us at... CorruptedYouthPod Corrupted Pod at gmail.com.
1: gmail.com We did it. Ooh. First
0: try. Yay. And also, please rate and review us wherever you listen to us. We're available on Podomatic and iTunes.
1: So do that, because only, we've only gotten, like, five reviews.
0: We yeah, have, like basically one review on oh, itunes never mind you only
1: have one
0: hey like i said if we can get to what 10 i'll give i'll give you free stuff you will yeah i we'll, won't we'll figure it out
1: i'm not gonna give you anything for free don't yeah well he will not me
0: well yeah well maybe i'll just hold off giving brennan that set of um prints that i made of the four horsemen of the apocalypse and God, go, no, I, I give one so away bad. as a prize oh <laughs> Okay, well, thanks a lot for listening, and thank you to all the other podcasts out there Mm -hmm. that uh, help support us. Yep. We love you guys. Sure do. All right, until next time. Bye. That's what you're going to do?
1: Scream. Squill. That was (laughs) terrible. Hey, guys, I'm going to go now. (laughs) Talk to you later. This was
0: Godzilla.
1: 2016 or otherwise known as Godzilla Surgeons. <laughs> Remember, don't smoke. You might end up looking like me. Later. Bye.